You're listening to the Mental Muscle Podcast. Quick nuggets of wisdom to develop consistency in your happiness, achievement, and quality of life. Your thoughts need surgery and I've got the scalpel. Who am I? Ryan Howard. Life coach, athlete, IO psychologist, and lover of people. Hey, let's do this, y'all. I don't know who I am, and that's amazing. Hey guys, so glad to be talking with you with another episode of the Mental Muscle Podcast. Um, doing this one a little bit differently than you guys know I usually do. You know, I usually throw on some badass music, you know, try to get my little jazzy vibe going and kind of seduce you guys into a state of transformative learning and progress, right? But I really wanted to kind of have like a heart to heart with this one <clears throat> because I wanted to talk about this concept of identity and how that is manifested for me personally and how it has evolved for me personally during this time and COVID and, you know, quarantine and all these types of things. We all know that we've been home for the most part. We've been limiting our travel, our engagement with large groups of people. And so we've been confined into our own homes for the large part, but more specifically, we've been confined within the space of our own mind. You know, when we don't have as much noise in our lives, it allows us to be more aware of the thoughts and emotions and sensations that we're experiencing on day to day, whether they be good or bad. And the thing is, this has major effects on our identity because we start to find that there's stuff that bubbles up within us that we may not be focused on usually. You know, we may use things like music and engaging with other people and activities to kind of deflect our focus from those deeper intrinsic parts of us that we really do need to address, like our trauma, like the fear of being enough, like feeling unworthy, like wondering if the future is going to manifest in the way that we desire. All of these types of things that are connected to our identity. And so I want to talk about the evolution that has manifested for me during this time. As many of you know, um, I have a background that when I look at my young life, when I look at my young adult life, I have a background that was seated in identity issues. You know, I struggled with depressive states for long strains of time. You know, I experienced feelings of unworthiness. I experienced feelings of concern for my future and all these things stemmed from the way I saw myself. And so when I got to the point that I began to evolve and grow beyond my depression. And I found psychology and I found these tools like learning from podcasts and YouTube videos and all the type of things that I now employ as a quote unquote teacher or psychologist. You know, I was using those things to train up my own skill sets so that I could become the best version of myself so I could overcome, you know, my own perceived inadequacies. And ultimately that was a transformative thing and it was very beneficial for me. But I ended up making a mistake along the process of of transformation, along the process of inner growth, was I began to see myself as, oh, now I'm not that person that's depressed. Now I'm finding myself stable emotionally. Now I'm seeing myself manifesting the things in my life that I ultimately didn't think were possible for me. I mean, when I was depressed and struggling, I remember being at the University of Florida as an undergraduate, and I had barely a 2.0 GPA, you know, 
know, about to flunk out of school. And then years later, I'm now, you know, graduating my master's degree with a 4.0 in an accelerated program in industrial organizational psychology. So now I'm seeing myself transition identity wise from a perceived college flunky to now top of my class. I'm now seeing myself as someone who career and occupation wise, I now have an identity as a psychologist, as a life coach, all of these beautiful things. I'm seeing the fact that my physique has changed. I've become a bodybuilder. I've become a very successful bodybuilder on the amateur level. I've, <clears throat> you know, won different shows. I've done all these types of beautiful things. And so I've now aligned my perception of self with these achievements and I have coined this identity, the mental muscle coach, this person who is a physical representation of everything I wanted to be, or at least as close to it as I've been capable of stepping into at the time. And so that has been beautiful and that was powerful. But here was the mistake I made. In pursuing excellence, or rather in pursuing this identity and trying to maintain it and to grow it and mature it and evolve it from day to day, I was making the mistake of neglecting and shunning and shaming those negative parts of me that I no longer wanted to be attached to. Those parts of me that I said, no, that's not me anymore. I don't do that anymore. I don't, you know, I don't reflect to those behaviors anymore. But the truth was, I hadn't eliminated or eradicated those parts of me. Or in essence, I had not eliminated my humanity in becoming a better version of myself. All of those parts of me were still real and they were very much still capable of manifesting if I was not hypervigilant about my behaviors, thoughts, and emotions. And so this is a powerful thing because it because all of that, you know, technical cutesy stuff I just said boils down to this. We can never outwork or escape our humanity. When we try to create an identity that we say, this is the perfect identity. This is the perfect image of how I want to present myself to the world. This is the version of me that is worthy. We unintentionally put ourselves in a cage. Because the second you create a better identity, sure, you may be able to uh, reflect better behaviors and see yourself in a better way, but now you need to protect that identity. Now you need to stand behind it and stand guard to anything that could question that identity. And so when you make mistakes, you'll find yourself wanting to minimize them or hide them. When you find yourself doing things that's not in line with that ideal version of yourself, you start to shame and judge them. And that is dangerous. And you know what this time in quarantine has done for me? It has put me in situations and experiences and moments where I was forced to face the parts of myself that I had chosen to neglect, that I had chosen to walk away from. By doing so, I thought I was being better. I thought I was doing the right thing. But instead, I was dividing myself instead of acknowledging the holistic nature of my humanity. Instead of accepting every single part of me, the perceived good, the perceived bad, and simply saying that I am not just this or I'm not just this. I am life. 
And because I am life, I am capable of reflecting virtually everything or anything. But I get to choose what I what I imbue. I get to choose how I show up. And if I show up in a way that is not conducive to who I want to be, that's okay. I can accept that and choose to do differently in the future. But I don't need to be scared about my identity shaking. And so all of this can be brought into one cohesive concept that understand if you want to have a pristine identity, that's great. But do you know what the, was the most powerful moment for me during this quarantine? The moment when I looked myself in the mirror and I said, I don't know who I am. Sure. I am the mental muscle coach in the sense that I am able to reflect genuinely all of these positive attributes I've developed. Sure, I've spent thousands of hours studying so that I could become a very effective specialist in psychology. Sure, I have put in all this work to change my body. Sure, I do make the effort to be the most moral and ethical human being from day to day to the best of my ability. But ultimately, is that all I am? Am I only those great things? And also, am I even those great things? So it's, it's a duality. It's a contradiction in a sense because it's like I am those things, but I'm also not those things. But in, in the reverse, aren't I also capable of laziness? Aren't I also capable of being immoral? Aren't I capable of fear and discouragement and being and feeling unworthy and all of these elements that I tried to eliminate? Aren't I still capable of those things? Because the truth of the matter is, there is only two real emotions. There is love and there is fear. And so there are other emotions, positivity, curiosity, excitement, you know, that derive from love, but there's also emotions that derive from fear, you know, feeling discouraged, feeling weakened, all of these kinds of things. And so when we stop and say to ourselves, I'm also capable of those negative things too. So I'm capable of all the amazing things that are conducive to praise and, and respect by others and mutual acceptance. But I'm also capable of those things that are conducive to being shunned or rejected or walked away from. All of those things can be expressed in me. But at the same time, none of those things are a true reflection of my identity because they all are fleeting. One behavior can be gone in a moment and the complete and opposite behavior and emotion can show up in the next moment. So I'm also none of those things. So I really don't know who I am. And while that can feel scary in a moment, when we stop and allow ourselves to digest and internalize the concept of not knowing what your identity is, that any identity you try to create is essentially illusory and incomplete because what you're doing is you're segmenting a part of your capacity based upon what you think is acceptable or good enough or worthy. But when we scrap all of that and we realize that I am life, and I am simply an empty vessel from which behaviors and experiences can be manifest through me. 
And of course, my conditioning plays a major role. Of course, the things I've gone through have shaped me and molded me. But ultimately, I am an adaptation machine by virtue of being human. Ultimately, I can do virtually whatever it is I set my mind to. That I can trudge to the mountaintops, but I can also fall down into the valley depending on where I am mentally and emotionally. This is something that frees us. Because if I don't have an identity and I realize, or excuse me, if I don't have a fixed identity, but I realize that anything, that endless possibilities can be expressed through me, I don't need to cling on to the idea of Ryan so thoroughly. When I'm doing things that feel good, that align with who I want to be, fantastic. That means I'm doing well. But when I'm doing the opposite, of course, accountability is necessary when I'm making mistakes or I'm doing some dumb shit, quite frankly. But at the end of the day, I don't have to judge that because I don't have a hard-grained identity from which I'm trying to progress in life. I can just say, okay, just like this moment has come and gone, the next moment will come and go as well. And I can choose in the next moment who I want to be. And by the way, before we go with this little message, I don't want it to be too long, but something to think about. Even as we go day to day as we are now, our brain doesn't even maintain a fixed identity. You know, David Vago and uh, Silver Swig, and I believe it was a 2012 research article. Excuse me if the, if the year is wrong, but they talked about this concept of selfing where the brain, in essence, can't maintain a fixed identity for long periods of time. For approximately every 300 to 500 milliseconds, we have to recreate an identity based upon our past experiences, based upon the events we've faced, based upon our history. That's how we create that identity. And so this process of selfing occurs every 300 to 500 milliseconds. So your own brain and mind don't have a fixed idea of who you are for an entire day. So why are you trying to hold on to that? And so all of this comes into one cohesive message. That the greatest gift that this quarantine has given to me is that it has empowered me to realize I need to stop believing my own bullshit. And I mean bullshit that says that I am amazing, but also bullshit that says that I am nothing. I simply am. And the power, the greatness that is available to me, I get to access when I realize that I simply am. And when I accept that the fact that I simply am is enough, that that is powerful and worthy in and of itself, that simply through the I am, simply through that, that is complete enough of an identity for me to move forward. And sure, we can wear hats. If you have an occupation, like, yes, I'm still a psychologist. Of course, when you go home, yes, you are still potentially a mate to, you know, maybe if you're in a romantic relationship, you may still be a father or a mother or a friend or what have you. All of these are hats. Even the name that you have, even the identity that you've created for yourself, it's okay to wear that hat if it has value for you in, in certain situations. But ultimately, know at your core that we don't really know who we are. And while that can feel scary, if you let yourself meditate on that, just meditate on the question, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? 
you will find answers that will change the way you approach your life and will change the way you experience your life. Thank you, and I love you. You've just listened to the Mental Muscle Podcast. Congrats on taking another step to improving your life and manifesting the dreams that are ultimately birthed within you and through you. You are powerful, you are capable, you are worthy, and you are loved. And this podcast is merely a conduit to trying to help you step into that in a very practical and fulfilling way. So please, if you enjoyed this podcast, like, share, and spread the word. But ultimately, stay tuned for the next one because we're going to keep rocking with you. So I hope you keep rocking with us. I love y'all. Mental Muscle Coach out. Peace.